You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. Let's turn to the final part of today's program. Now, in the next 15 minutes or so, we've got our latest radio feature, which is called Radio for Good, because we like to end each week with something good. And uh, each week, we like to highlight uh, the great work that our various NGOs and charities are doing around here in Hong Kong. And this week, I'm really delighted to welcome uh, on the program, back on the program, if you like, Elizabeth Thompson, who is the founder of the Amber Foundation, which is a two-tier charity uh, supporting various underserved communities here in Hong Kong. Welcome back on the program, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Noreen. I think I was on your program in the first year of Empower, so it's a good time to come back. Absolutely, and and I'm sure our listeners will want to hear about the progress. Um, so before we talk about Empower, which is a wonderful I- initiative that you know you, you have to to serve uh, EM women here in Hong Kong, tell us about the Amber Foundation. What do you do there? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, the Amber Foundation is a Section 88 registered NGO in Hong Kong, but more than anything, it's our family foundation. Uh, which we started when we sold our company, ICS Trust. So it's really myself, my husband, Kishore Sakrani, and my son, James Thompson Sakrani. And it's our way to give back to the community, a community where uh, we have um, been for many, many years, especially my husband's family. And... Um, we have two programs. One is an environmental program, uh, which we've been doing for years and years, collecting airline kits and hotel toiletries. But the program that we're really here to talk about is the Empower program by the Amber Foundation, which is for young ethnic minority women who are in university in Hong Kong. Uh, these young women are in years three and four of university and are really um, looking for internships, looking for jobs when they graduate. And uh, we were we started this because we were giving scholarships through a wonderful charity, Hong Kong Unison. And I was sitting in a room interviewing a young woman one day and you know, it, it just struck me, my God, this girl has no network, she has nobody to rely on, her parents worked um, either at home or in construction. And I thought, how is she going to use the university education that she's worked so hard to get? She's had to work to find the money. Uh, she hasn't had much support, etc. And right away, I said, something's got to be done. And of course, I had to do it because who else is going to do it when you see something like this? So the goal of the program is to increase the visibility of this particular sector of young women to future employers. I remember very clearly when I was running ICS Trust that I was looking for native English speakers and they were always so extremely hard to find. They seem to be invisible. And so increasing the visibility, we hope, will lead to career success for them. And for a large part of this group, um, it will take their family out of poverty. Uh, Not every girl in the program is in an impoverished family, 
But quite frankly, quite a few of them are struggling financially. And so that's the real idea of of what we've been doing for the past five years, Noreen. That's amazing. And we are live this morning on Facebook. So I'd love for our listeners to join us there. You can see and hear Elizabeth there, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Let's back up a little bit. Elizabeth, you mentioned um, that the people you serve are uh, ethnic minority women. Um, Who are some of the, uh, what sorts of background do they come from? Well, first of all, I have to stress the fact that they're all Hong Kong residents. Because, you know, I've had so many people say to me, where did these girls come from? And I'll say, they're from Hong Kong. (laughs) And, you know, they're Hong Kongers. I I mean, that question always astonishes me. But um, their racial background is Pakistani, Nepali, Filipino, Indian, African, African Chinese, and sometimes Bangladeshis. And we know that there's a group out there of Sri Lankans and Thais as well, but we haven't managed to break into that group yet. So that's the group. And this year we have 45 girls in our program. So at the end of this year, we will have put through over a hundred girls through our workshops. And what sorts of things do they learn in the workshops? Well, we run five workshops a year, and uh, we just did one uh, the other night. And what we're doing is we're raising their confidence levels and we're providing them with a network. So what every workshop, we invite women from corporates, law firms, NGOs to come in and be what we call group leaders. And this last workshop uh, was run by a lady called Sheetal Sarup on financial literacy. And so we had um, our group of EXCO. We have a group of EXCO that includes six of us and uh, and then the group leaders. So at the end of the year, the girls should have been exposed to about 50 to 60 women in the community that they can reach out to for more help and who form their network in terms of job seeking. These are so invaluable. I mean, just to be able to be equipped with such life skills, such as financial literacy. I mean, growing up, we never learned that. And you sort of pick it up um, as you go in, in life. And sometimes it, it, it can be very challenging. That is truly amazing. Um, and, and how do you think these workshops help to boost their self-confidence? Do you, I mean, what sorts of changes do you see in these young women? thing is is that we give them uh, a room of their own um you know we're a very sexist group we keep men out and uh it's all women and they see women that are successful we try very hard to bring in women of color uh women from the ethnic minority communities who are very successful in the banks in the law firms in the large corporates in the insurance companies And many of them share their stories. And one of the things that I always find absolutely heartwarming is that a woman will stand up very well dressed with lovely jewelry and hair perfect and everything. And she'll say, look, this is where I came from. And this is where I started. And these girls will almost fall back in their chairs because they can't believe 
that a woman that is a head of a big company and a big tower in Central has come from such humble beginnings. And then when they see that, they say, if you did it, I can do it too. And then they start talking to them about what they need and what they need to do. So one of the things that we do, which is a wonderful program that HSBC puts on for us, is we do mock interviews. And when they do the mock interviews, the people afterwards are very blunt with them about what they're not doing right and what they are doing right and where they need to improve. And it really helps them in the interview process because there's a lot of unconscious bias. There's a lot of problems that they have when they are standing in line. And, you know, we want to help them and we want to help the employers get over that so that they can be an effective part of the workforce, which needs people so badly in Hong Kong and see them be successful. Absolutely. Um, and also, um, you mentioned just now some of these mentors. Where do you find these mentors and, and who are some of the people that you've approached? Um, they come from all over. Um, what we try to do is match what the girls are studying with the group leader. So, for example, if someone's studying psychology, we go out and we look for women who work in the psychology field. Uh, last year, we had six girls in law school, so we we're going out and looking for lawyers. We have some that want to be in NGOs, so we match them with NGO group leaders. So, you know, it's a search, it's a hunt. We're always looking. And recently we've had a lot of women just come forward and say, um, I would love to be part of it. I think one interesting story is we had a Pakistani girl the last two years, two years is the maximum they can do the program. Um, she wore a hijab and she was determined to be a pilot. I tell you, Maureen, Noreen, what I had to do to go out and find a woman pilot was just like a, a hunt. And we found two women who were pilots and they came in and were group leaders. And this woman was just glowing that she had found women who were already pilots. That's amazing. That's such a heartwarming story because we take it for granted that there are certain uh, role models that we look up to in certain industries, but there are in certain jobs and certain sectors where it's still very heavily male dominated. And just to be able to see that uh, role modeling and just to be able to see somebody that you can look up to um, is is so vital. So <laughs> kudos to you and your team to to be able to, to find somebody. Um, and, and what happens when you can't find someone? In, in, have you ever tried? You know, have, has it ever happened that you weren't able to find uh, someone in a certain sector or, or have the girls said, I want to go into no, this industry? Uh, You've managed you know, we've all throughout. We've been very, very fortunate that we have never run into that kind of roadblock. And I think all of the women who are group leaders come out of the sessions just, you know, glowing from the experience they've had with these young women. And they'll say things like, oh, my God, they're so smart. Oh, they're so ambitious. They're so responsible, etc." And I think that's a great part of it. We only ask group leaders to come for one night. It's not a huge commitment. And, um, 
you know, they just love it. They absolutely love it. And so they have this network of women that they can rely on. And the next day after a workshop, we warn them, your LinkedIn is going to buzz like crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think that's the beauty of, of volunteering also. Um, you know, that there's that, that element of it's a two way, you know, that, that the young women get a lot from uh, the group leaders, but likewise, the group leaders get a lot from these young women and just being able to see uh, the vim and the vigor from, from, from the, the, the younger generation, I'm sure is also um, a, a really enlightening experience. Um, we've just got a few minutes before the news, Elizabeth. I know this is, you mentioned just now, you focus specifically on women. Um, what Have you ever had men sort of inquiring, we want some something like this? Are you looking to start something like this for, for men? Or is it because there is, as you mentioned um, during our interview, that there is an unconscious bias and things are, are tough for women breaking into industries and the glass ceiling. Therefore, the emphasis is on for, for women. Yeah, no, I don't think we have the capacity to include men. But what we are doing is we are including male trainers. Uh, allies. Um, and that's, yes. yeah, male allies, if you want to use those words, that's right. And, um, you know, as the girls uh, become more confident, and this year's cohort seems to be more confident, bringing a male trainer in is, is part of the reality of the workforce anyway. And we've had um, several come in and, and it's been very successful. And so we'll do more of that in the future without a doubt. Yeah. And what sorts of feedback um, have you had from, from the young women then? And and the, I guess that the first well, the first year you did it was 2008. And I believe you came on the program and they graduated I did. 2019. Um, what have they been up to? Well, um, you know, we started in uh, the first year with nine girls and then we went to 22 then to i think it was 32 45 45. and um because every time we bring in about 15 group leaders we need a room for 60 to 70 people so i think we're probably where we can be but of course there's many many more of these women in university i think every time you turn around there's more of them that have bigger ambitions and uh they're spread across so many different uh categories they're in business they're in nursing they're in law they're in business um they're in marketing etc etc so um you know we could do a lot more but i think as a small ngo that's about where we are for the time being that's terrific. Elizabeth, and I'm sure there are some listeners listening, um, especially if you're a, a, a woman in various sectors and different industries. Are you still looking for more group leaders? And how can people Always. find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website? Yeah, um, yeah so they just need to go on the amberfoundation.org uh, or they can contact me directly and uh, we'll be happy to hear from anybody who'd like to volunteer and get more involved. That would be absolutely wonderful and a great way to give back to Hong Kong society. 
Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, to you and your wonderful team um, at the Amber Foundation uh, for this Empower program, which is looking to empower ethnic minority young women at uh, Hong Kong universities and to help them to to be able to network and to be able to uh, find uh, better job prospects. And this way, it really ultimately lifts them uh, out of poverty. And they are looking, the Amber Foundation are looking for for, for women uh, in different sectors uh, to be group leaders. So do get in touch uh, with Elizabeth. Elizabeth. You can find them on social media, on Facebook, and also their website. Um, all channels of communication is open. Thank you so much for your time, Elizabeth. And I look forward Thank to you, inviting you back Thank on you next so time. Much. Thank you so much. Okay.